time now for the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. This is Abby Ward reporting. Audubon County has been placed in a burn ban effect at, effective at 6 p.m. tonight, February 28th, until further noticed. Due to the dry conditions with little to no precipitation forecasted and extreme winds make it favorable for fires to spread quickly. These conditions make open burning extremely dangerous to life and to property. The ban will be in effect until outdoor conditions improve, and those in violation of this ban will be charged with a simple misdemeanor. The Glidden, Ralston, and Coon Rapids-Baird Community School Districts have officially named the new shared interim superintendent position. The districts have appointed Thomas Ritter uh, for their leadership role with a two-year contract serving as interim superintendent due to the other finalists removing himself from consideration and Ritter's lack of experience in a shared agreement. Ritter previously served as the superintendent for the Logan Magnolia Community School District, supervising the schools and assisting with recruiting, hiring, evaluating, and training staff. A few of the most significant accomplishments established by Ritter at this time in Logan Magnolia Community Schools were generating one-to-one technology for all students in the district, organizing a three-year-old preschool program, and overseeing the passing of a $12.4 million bond issued in March of 2022. Ritter says, My family and I are thrilled to be joining the Coon Rapids-Baird and Glidden Ralston school districts. Both are well-supported by their communities, are solid in financial financial shape, and most importantly, are dedicated to serving their students and provide the best education possible. We are looking forward to meeting people, learning more about both districts and the communities, and make this area our new home. Board presidents for both districts, Tim Lee, Coon Rapids-Baird, and Michael Schultz of Glidden Ralston, shared the following statement. Tom Ritter is immensely qualified to serve as the shared superintendent, and both boards were impressed by his, with his visibility, approachability, and superintendent experience. We are very pleased to have Tom as superintendent for both our districts. Ritter will officially take over leading the Coon Rapids-Baird, Anglin, and Ralston Community School Districts on July 1st. Residents of Glidden can expect to see an increase in their sewer rates this upcoming summer to coincide with the new wastewater plant and other sewer projects that need to be completed. City Administrator Brooke Peterson says the City Council has approved the adjustment to the changes during Monday night's meeting, waiting three years since the previous increase of the rates. Initially, when we did the sewer rate analysis three years ago, the financial advisor did recommend that we would need to continue to ramp up our sewer rates, but the council did not want to, they wanted to just do three years at a time kind of thing and then reevaluate where we were sitting then. So the three years has been up since we did the ramp up of the tiered increase. Peterson says additional projects that needed to be factored in were added, including a sewer extension and a plan to renovate the sewer lift station this winter. Peterson says both of those projects were over $100,000 and were not initially planned for, and adjusting the sewer rates will ensure the city can keep the sewer operational. I worked with the financial advisor, gave her all of the operating figures and the financial projections and talked to her about how we need to start doing slip lining in town. So that's a capital improvements project that we need to factor into the budget. She did still recommend that we need to continue doing sewer rate increases so that we're still able to do all of these things, maintain operations and pay our SRF loan back. 
The current rates were set at $11.58 for the monthly fee and the consumption price of $11.91 per 1,000 gallons used. The new fees would increase to $13.34 for a monthly fee and $12.97 for every 1,000 gallons used. Residents can expect to see the changes of this rate on their bills in July of this year. Carroll Community School District is celebrating Public Schools Week this week, highlighting the central role education plays in shaping communities. Public Schools Week, which runs from February 26th to March 1st, invites the community to join in honoring the dedication, passion, and talent of public schools and their students. The district plans to release videos highlighting the inspiring stories of local educators and students, emphasizing the district's core values of teaching, inclusivity, growth, excellence, respect, and safety. These narratives showcase the transformative power of education and the collective commitment to creating an environment where every student can thrive. Superintendent Dr. Casey Burlaw says at CCSD, we believe in the power of education to transform lives and build a brighter future for all. This week, we invite you to join us in celebrating not just our achievements, but also the journey of learning, growth, and community to make this all possible. The videos can be found on the Carroll Community School District social media pages, and links to those are included with this story on our website. The Carroll Community School District Board of Education met in a special session yesterday evening to approve the proposal to approve the job description for the new director of student services position in the district. This new position is being added to the 2024-25 staffing plan to lead the special programs, including special education, English as a second language, ESL, talented and gifted or TAG, dropout prevention and at risk, 504, and health services as determined by program needs. Amy Collison serves as principal of Adams Elementary and for the director of special education. The student service director would take over the duties for the special education director, with Collison then serving as the director of teaching and learning, which will focus more on curriculum instead of services provided to students in need. The primary goal of this leadership role is to develop and implement special programs providing evaluation and assessment of practices for the programs and general education. Qualified candidates must possess Iowa BOEE administrative endorsement as K-12 principal, endorsement evaluation approval, and teacher licensure with special education for this position. They would prefer at least five years of successful teaching experience in special education classrooms as well. Given the board's approval, the district will now post the job opening online and interview potential candidates who apply for this role. And that has been the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. We will be back for more after these messages. Hi, this is Dr. Rick Godding. Join me here on KCIM at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings where I talk about orthopedics and whatever else really comes to mind. We have a good time on the show and we would like to invite you to join us. Listen this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here on KCIM for the St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedics Show with Dr. Rick Godding. For more information about St. Anthony Orthopedics, go to stanthonyhospital.org or call 794-5536. 
Nutrient Egg Solutions of Breda is looking for a Class A CDL delivery driver who is able to lift 50 pounds to join their team. You'll love being a part of a great team with the best benefits around. Starting on day one, you're eligible for health, dental, and vision insurance. You'll also get benefits like paid holidays, sick leave, personal leave, 401k match, and an amazing three weeks of vacation to start. They're also looking for seasonal drivers for the spring and fall to help out during the busy season. So hurry, apply for the CDL delivery driver or seasonal driver today. Call 673-2305 or stop by Nutrient Egg Solutions in Breda and Ask for Kathy. Time now for the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. But before we get into those local stories, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast with some weather facts. So tonight we're looking at clear skies with a low around 20, wind chill values as low as 10, with wind gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. Tomorrow, sunny skies and a high near 58, windy, with wind gusts as high as 41 miles per hour. Thursday night, we're going to see mostly clear skies with a low around 34, windy, with gusts as high as 38 miles per hour. And Friday, sunny with a high near 61 and windy, with wind gusts as high as 31 miles per hour. And the winds will continue into Friday night, and we'll see mostly clear skies with a low around 37. Yesterday's high was 48 set sometime in the afternoon, and yesterday's low was 6 degrees set overnight. That is just such a high difference, like a big, huge jump. I don't, I was just being weird right now with her weather. Anyway, sunrise tomorrow will be at 6.56 a.m., and record high was set back in 2000 at 67 degrees, and record low was negative 11 set back in 1960. I hope we don't get close to that record low. I mean, we're not supposed to, but I would much rather go the other way. Now let's take a look at your evening news. The Carroll City Council removed $600,000 in debt insolence for a public hearing on proposed infrastructure work on Northwest Street for the Gulf View subdivision. At Monday's council meeting, city leaders were to schedule a public hearing date on a $1.23 million general obligation bond. City Finance Director Laura Schaefer says the debt on this note was initially planned to be split three ways, the rec center improvement project, a new fire and rescue vehicle, and the housing project. But to give you a little bit of background of what we're looking for is starting the debt issuance process for three projects that were identified in our fiscal 24 re-estimated budget. Those projects were looking for funding for the rec center building improvements project at 500000 the fire rescue vehicle at 600,000 and the Gulf View subdivision at 600,000. In calendar year 2022, a public hearing was already held for the rec center project. So a public hearing is not required for that project. The other two projects, a public hearing is required. The process outlined in the memo details the hold the public hearing on March 11th. Due to the size of the issuance and the timing on how we've got our debt service levy worked out, we would like to work with some local banks and hopefully they would be willing to partner with us and give us some um, interest rate proposals and looking to pay this off within a two-year period. The council acknowledged the need for debt insolence for the rec center and rescue vehicle, but Ward 2 Councilman Jason Atherton says he believes the city is moving too quickly on the Gulf View project. So my question on the Gulf View subdivision is, my understanding is we don't have a buyer, we don't have a price of the land, and now we're trying to finance bonding 600000 To me, that's putting the cart before the horse. That's as if I went to the bank and said, I'm thinking about buying a house next year. Can you give me $500,000? I'll pay on that $500,000, but I might go buy a house that I don't even know if it's for sale yet. 
The council has contracted with JEO Consulting to prepare designs for installing new roads, water and sewer lines, and other infrastructure, but the final plans are not yet available. Early estimates for the Gulfview project were around $1.2 million, but those figures have already grown to $1.6 million. At-large Councilman Laverne Dirks says he would prefer the council to wait until they have more information before taking on debt for the subdivision. Again, we don't know. We haven't seen the cost from JEO yet. We have some people interested. I know others have had people contact them. But we can't tell them what we want for it until we get this information. So is there any way, I know we got until May 9th on all this, but what if a buyer doesn't come forward and all that by May 9th, what do we do? You know, are we committed to that 600000 or? City manager Aaron Quaker says the city couldn't hold a public hearing, but it would not lock them into the debt insuance. He says the $600,000 investment is about more than the nine lots of the Gulf subdivision, but that infrastructure will facilitate additional growth in the future. The other part of that is, is if you're setting up something for future development where you're going to the west, to the north, do you put the entire value of that infrastructure on this ground? Because it's really not, because it's putting value in developable ground to the west and to the north into that whole thought process, but then you're making those nine lots pay for that. The council indicated they fully support the project, but they just aren't ready to take on debt without firm construction numbers or a list of people prepared to build on the lots. The council voted unanimously to set a public hearing on the debt insolence without the Gulf View subdivision portion for the March 11th council meeting. They also directed staff to put out a request for proposal to developers and builders who may be interested in purchasing lots. Over 30 entries from the Carroll High School and Kemper Catholic High School advanced to state during the past weekend's Iowa High School Speech Association District Individual Speech Contest at Woodbury Central. CHS had 11 entries, earning a 1 or excellent rating from the judges. Qualifying participants include Caden Canuso, Keegan Case, Sydney Bellinghausen, Alexandria Myers, Zoe Hickerson, Bree Kiger, Sarah Ryherd, and Logan Canuso. Kemper High School had 20 entries earning top marks, which included Ella Duncan, Sarah Batts, Renee Fellmeyer, Logan Real, Laura Steinkamp, Simon Pedig, Lewis Meyer, Meredith Strum, James Ulvering, Joey Mashing, Alex Osterhaus, Avery Rotert, Regan Kerriganer, and Carson Lampman. These students will compete at the IHSSA State Contest, which will be held on Saturday, March 9th at Kemper Catholic High School. Volunteers are needed to assist during the event, and individuals wishing to help are asked to contact the office at 712-792-3596. A full list of competitors, scores, and categories is included with this story on our website. Nearly 1,000 students from area schools experience the opportunities available in science, technology, engineering, and math from local businesses and organizations during the annual Carroll County STEM Festival. Elementary, middle, and high school students from Carroll, Kemper Catholic, Glidden Rolston, Coon Rapids Baird, and Arweva visited the Carroll Middle School Gymnasium on Monday and Tuesday to see STEM in action. More than a dozen presenters were on hand from Collins Aerospace and Iowa Corn Processors to the 
Carroll County Ambulance Service and Carroll Police Department. The two-day program was hosted by Carroll County Conservation. And that has been a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting.